Welcome to the St. Paul's Episcopal Church podcast. Here, we will share our thoughts, voices, and prayers. St. Paul's is a progressive community of faith with ancient roots. You can find out more about St. Paul's at their website, stpauls.dioup.org, or find us on Facebook. If you would like to share your words on this podcast, send us a message. May God's peace be with you today and always. Okay, words twice a week. Uh, 1.1, actually uh, 1.2.22, and 1.3.22 by the time I got anything printed, and now 1.4.22 by the time I get this podcast thing. Uh, I just think the date 1.1.2.2 is kind of fun. In the month, we'll have 2.2.2.2, and even 2.2.2.2. It sounds like it's tailor-made for Valentine's Day. So, a few days from the church calendar, January 2nd, Juliana of Lazarevo, she was born in Moscow, to Justin and Stefanita Nedurev, and married Georgi Osorgrin, owner of the village of Lazarevo near Moron. She lived a righteous life, consecrating herself to helping poor and needy people. Her life is considered as an example of a layman living in the world as anyone may be supposed to please God, not only by withdrawing from the world to a monastic cell, but within a family amid cares for children, spouse, and members of the household. And I guess that should be an example of a lay woman living in the world. Took this off Wikipedia, yeah. Um, January 4, Elizabeth Ann Seton. She was born in 1774. She started out as an Episcopalian, but when her husband developed tuberculosis, they traveled to Italy looking for a cure. She joined the Catholic Church. Returning home after he died, she was rejected by family and friends. A priest suggested she started a school for girls. She ultimately gathered enough helpers to found an order, the Sisters of Charity, which established schools and orphanages. She became known as Mother Seton, and was the first native-born American citizen to be canonized. January 5, Sarah, Theodora, and Sinclitia, their desert mothers. Sarah, as opposed to Juliana above, was a hermit and followed a life dedicated to strict asceticism for some 60 years. Theodora was married to a prefect of Egypt in order to perform penance for adultery. She disguised herself as a man and, pretending to be a eunuch, joined a monastery in Thebald. Well, it doesn't make much sense to me either. Her true identity as a woman was discovered only after her death. Synclesia 
was a, of a wealthy background and is reputed to have been very beautiful. From childhood, however, Simplicia was drawn to dedicate her life to God. From the time she took responsibility for her family's affairs, after her parents' deaths, she gave to the poor all that had been left to her. With her younger blind sister, Simplicia abandoned the life of the city and instead resided in a crypt, thus adopting a hermetic lifestyle. Her holy life soon gained the attention of locals, and gradually many women joined her to live as her disciples in Christ. That's all from Wikipedia, and frankly, there isn't much more on any of them. <clears throat> January 6th, the Epiphany. Um, there's a link on the website to the Wikipedia page. It lists a variety of local national customs, from a king's cake to a fruitcake toss, to presents for children, to taking down the Christmas decorations, to women's night out kind of events. I suppose you could also read or watch part or all of Twelfth Night by William Shakespeare. There are a variety of versions, including a manga one. There's a, a link on the website for what I found is the best version of We Three Kings that I know of. Um, it's a claymation. January 8th, Harriet Bedell. Born in 1875, she was an Episcopal deaconess and missionary to the Cheyenne in Oklahoma, Alaska natives, spending 15 years at a missionary school, and the Seminole of Florida. She died on this day in 1969. <clears throat> January 9th, Julia Chester Emery. She was the National Secretary of the Women's Auxiliary of the Board of Missions for 40 years from 1876 to 1916. She died on this day in 1922. She initiated the United Thank Offering, complete with the little box with the slit in the top. A few days from the Earth and World calendar. January 2nd, in 1860, Urbain Le Verrier announced the discovery of the planet Vulcan. He had previously, in 1846 predicted the existence of Neptune using only mathematics to explain the movements of other planets. He proposed a planet Vulcan that was between Mercury and the Sun, but no one ever found it. That's the birthday of Isaac Asimov in 1920. Seems appropriate, given the proceeding. Uh, on this day, Apsley Cherry Gerard was born in um, 1886. He was a South Pole explorer and as a member of Scott's Terra Nova expedition in 1910 to 1913. He wrote about a preliminary journey in a book called The Worst Journey in the World. My notes have him as the ultimate source of the quote in the preface of the book paraphrased by Richard Priestley, Scott for scientific method, Amundsen for speed and efficiency. But when disaster strikes and all hope is gone, get down on your knees and pray for Shackleton. January 3 is the birthday of J.R.R. Tolkien. In 1892, we focus on Lord of the Rings and The Habit, and a few of us on The Silmarillion, and a few other more obscure works. But we also have a slim book of Father Christmas letters that he wrote for his children year by year between 1920 and 1943. January 4th, 1847, Samuel Colt sells his first revolver. And Utah becomes the 45th state in 1896. One requirement was that 
a provision prohibiting polygamy be written into the state constitution. January 5, Ernest Shackleton died in 1922. Construction of the Golden Gate Bridge was begun in 1933, and the oil tanker M.V. Brayer ran aground off the coast of the Shetland Islands, eventually spilling twice as much oil as the Exxon Valdez. And in uh, 2005, the largest known dwarf planet, Eris, was discovered. It ultimately led to the downgrading of Pluto, which has roughly the same size. January 6, 1883, Samuel Morris presented the telegraph to the public with the message, a patient waiter is no loser. All things come to he or she who waits. German scientist Alfred Wegener presented his theory of continental drift. It's the birthday of Khalil Gibran in 1883. Hands up, how many people read The Prophet? And Louis Braille died in 1852. Braille kind of resonates with Morris Code in my mind, although they are certainly different. I don't know, anyone think of anything else of importance that happened on January 6th? On January 7th, Transatlantic Telephone Service was established. A three-minute call between New York and London cost about $45, about $550 in today's dollars. On the other hand, most long-distance calls aren't even long-distance anymore. And in 1785, Jean-Pierre Blanchard flew a hot air balloon from Dover in England to Guinness in France for the first time. It took about two and a half hours. January 8th, the first State of the Union Address by George Washington in 1790, and Elvis was born. 1935, so how come it is not a national holiday? January 9th, first shots of the Civil War as the Confederates fired on the steamer Star of the West in 1861. That's the birthday of Joan Baez in 1941 and Richard Nixon in 1913. So here's an interesting idea. Write a short dialogue between the two of them at a dinner party. You could do that for each day. Pick two people born on that day, either similar or different, and write a short dialogue between the two. I'll have to think some more about that. That's what I got for now.